Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hello, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley. Happy Monday. I hope you guys had a really great weekend, and I hope you guys are loving the new five days a week we have here together because I certainly am. Gives me a chance to connect with you guys even more. And if you're new around these parts, hi. I'm Riley, your host. I am the one that always likes to talk about everything's real, all things Riley. I like to take you along the ride somewhere in between where I make you laugh, make you cry, or make you go, what the f*** did that girl just say? Somewhere in in there. I like that realm. Um, Hopefully it's the latter because that one always makes me laugh. But today I have a very special guest on the podcast and this particular episode is going to be pretty dear to my heart because for those of you guys that don't know I was a single mom with my son Lyric who's eight now but I was a single mom with him up until he was three and my mom before that was a single mom with my sister and I up until I was six and she was 10. It's a very insane ride being a single mom because for me it was a part of me that I'm very proud of and there's a bond that Lyric and I have that is incredibly special because of that time it was me and him against the world for a while and that specific space of my life really did teach me what I was capable of like you guys know me now is like the we got this girl and that is my motto I have clothing lines for it you know it's just always we got this but a lot of people don't understand that why I started saying that it's because like whenever there was a task that I would have to do with baby in tow like on my hip you know buffing out a scratch on my car no lie that's a true story I would just say to myself like we got this we got this we got this so much to my happiness I got an email from an amazing woman Mona Andre and she is an award-winning humor blogger author of Superwoman, A Funny and Reflective Look at Single Motherhood. And I'm going to tell you why I love her for the three C's in a little bit, but welcome, Mona. I'm very, very, very excited to have you on Really Riley Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. It's amazing the little bit that I know about your story, but the one thing I would like to share with, I call them my beloveds, but the audience, if you will, is something that you wrote in your email that really just went, oh, like things hit me at the heartstrings. And when they do, I'm like, I have to talk more about this. So you said in your email, I truly believe that the saddest thing in the world is forgotten potential. I'm like, that needs to be on a t-shirt. That needs to be on a billboard because (laughs) that is just, that's literally like the way that I think about life. Like potential is everything. Hope is everything. That's a really big component of like the, we got this motto. So tell me a little bit about your journey into motherhood, your story about becoming this badass woman that you are now, like give me what inspired you to take on this role of being an inspiration yourself. So I, well, I'm going to say as most single mothers, it wasn't what I had planned for myself. Unless, of course, if you choose that. Well, I guess some some women decide to, and it's just the way it goes. But for me, I woke up one day and realized, oh, my gosh, he's he's not as committed as I am. Like, this is, I'm doing everything. I'm supporting us. Um, I guess the final straw came when he, uh, and this is actually in my book, he asked me for $20. He was going out. 
And I told him that it was my last $20 and I needed formula for my baby at the time, my second born. And then he jumps in the shower to get ready for his night with the boys. And his friend calls, and who I'm still friends with today, actually, his friend Glenn. And I start chatting him up and I say, so I hear it costs $20 to get into the club tonight. And he, his response was, oh, no, not for us. My dad's staying there. So I was oh. like, wait, what? You liar. So he left with my $20. And while I'm sitting in the living room and I'm just, I'm fuming. I am so pissed off. So I just, um, I threw everything out. I threw all his things on the front lawn. It was raining. I didn't give a rat's ass. Can I say that on your show? Yeah, please do. Cursing is very welcomed around here, especially when you're talking about men like that. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. So that was the beginning of my, I guess that was when I became a single mom, that decision. But then when I went to bed that night, I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm thinking, now what? Like, what am I supposed to do? I have to make this, I don't know, I have to make it for real. So the first thing I did was like the next day I called um, our landlord and I wanted the lease in my name and he made an appointment with me. That was fine. He worked in an office. So I go and I'm waiting in the waiting room and I'm thinking I am not leaving here until I get the new lease in my name. But while I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to say, oh, sorry, um, you know, we don't think you'll be able to afford it by yourself. Meanwhile, he doesn't mm-hmm. know that I was the one paying all the bills anyway. At 24, right? So, you were 24 at this time. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I was 24. And I mean, I was worried, but in the end, he he was happy to, to give me a new lease. He was very, very kind. And that's basically how it started and how that was the beginning of my journey. And it was not an easy journey. No, it never is. I mean, I always say too, like motherhood in general is is just a very fun roller coaster. I mean, it's the most, it's the biggest blessing ever and the biggest insane ride you can ever go on. But first of all, kudos to you at 24, my God, with two. And something else I picked out of that story is that a lot of times when you've been wronged by somebody and it's your job to take care of two humans, you look at things going in like okay the other shoe is going to drop like you thought okay this guy's not gonna let me have this da, da, da. like a lot of times single mothers will ask me like Riley how did you do it like I was a single mom in the fact that I moved my 13 month old from Atlanta to DC with knowing nobody you know having to figure it out being on wow. you know I was a morning show co-host getting up at four o'clock in the morning just I just say like when you put one step in front of the other and you put that commitment that you're going to do this and most mothers do because you can't just, you know, yeah, sorry, kid, I can't feed you or clothe you or put exactly. over your head. You have no choice. Yeah, you just yeah. sort of figure it out. And I know a lot of times when I say that to single mothers, they look at me like, yeah, okay, really, Riley? Yes, really. Like there is something, <laughs> I don't know what superpower it is, that kicks in that you, you just fucking figure it out. And yep. I know a lot of times it might seem easier said than done, but at 24, ma'am, like I was 37, 36, 30, no, sorry, 37 when I met my husband, but I was 33 when I had my first child. And I thought, okay, I electively became a single mom because that's a whole other story that I can't even legally go into. Give me 
uh, 10 years. He's eight now. Um, but it, it was literally something that said, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. And there is not any other way that I can. And I would like to think that being on a nationally syndicated morning show as a single mom, it doesn't make me greater than anyone else. But I always like to say, if I can figure it out, so can anyone else. And if you can figure that out at 24 with two, I feel like there is just something within that takes over as a single mom that you can just do it. So where did you come into the journey of writing the book? So I think I always knew that I was going to write a book because about what I was going through. Life was, I'm going to say it, life was a little bit hell. There was a summer where I broke three ribs and my, and I didn't have a car. I had to take the bus. I still had to hold my three-year-old's hand at the time and my nine-month-old, like, in my arms to get on the bus. Like, life was not easy. And I knew that there were other single moms out there, but back then we didn't have social media. Yeah. So no connection. I felt like I need to, I need to connect with others. I need to, there are so many hard days and so many, like, triumphs and, and challenges before the triumphs that I needed a way to show other single moms that you've got this to your point and you can do this. Mm -hmm. You just got to be optimistic always. You always have to know that, okay, I'm in a really crappy place right now, but there's a light, there's a light, there's a light. Mm -hmm. And I think the connectivity in that is so important because I didn't know any other single mothers either. Like I might've been a little older-ish when I had my first son, but all of my friends or most of them were you know, radio misfits like I was that didn't have anything really tying them. I'm not super close with my older sister. So I didn't really have like a whole lot of advice. And I didn't have people close to me that could tell me like, you're going to figure this out. But there was always something. First of all, that blows me away that you had broken ribs and you had to carry both of them onto a bus. But it just goes back to that idea that superpower just happens. I'll never forget there was a time I was trying to put together a car seat or it was like a stroller or something. And I called one of my friends bawling on FaceTime. Like, I don't know how to figure this out, but, and it doesn't seem like the most monumental thing, but it's it like steamrolled from it's there. It's just part of the pile though. Yes. Like there's, there's so many other things on your shoulders, yes. that one little thing for sure. It's I get like, that. That could be the one domino that knocks it all down. But for me, it kind of, once I conquered that fear of these things, it was the reverse. Like I was, by the time I had given birth at nine months, literally I was putting together furniture. I was painting things. And listen, I was a girly girl that didn't do that shit, but there is here you are. Yeah. And here it is. I'm like, okay, I can figure this out. And I still think though, now that I am happily married to my husband, I have another child. It, it didn't go away. Like that superpower that I gained there didn't go away. And I, so commend you saying that like you said in your letter to me you said I'm on a mission to inspire other single mothers and help them remember who they are now first of all this is a whole thing that goes on in my podcast that I once had a producer look at me when I was scared to go on stage and he said you're Riley motherfucking couture you go do that and I know that some people that you know the, mm-hmm. the actual words of it might be like oh she's cursing but sometimes I will literally look in myself in the mirror whatever it is when I feel like I can't and say that. And I think that it it's something within you as a mom when you grow a human inside of you for the better part of a year that kicks in. And I so commend you for 
putting it into words in a book because that's always that's been a dream of mine one day to do so how long did it take you between this moment where you're putting all of his stuff on the lawn to the finishing of the book what was that how long was that process oh my god decades really honestly decades yep yep i was i got involved in i've always been a writer yeah that's just what i do um yeah, I don't know. It took me because it, it's a memoir. I also share stories from of other people, but mm-hmm. it took me a long time to be able to go back there and if I can say not own who I was anymore. Oh. So I was I was this broken person back then, but I had to go back and live it. So now I ha- I needed I guess to develop a thicker skin to stay where I am in the present. Okay. And not go back. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I understand that in the sense of like I recently just did a tell all from my situation in my last radio job or whatever. And it's just like, I had to remember that. Yes, that was a part of me. I had to honor that part of me. I had to heal from that part of me. I'm still in the process of healing from that part of me, but you have to also remember there's pieces of you that taper off throughout life. You have senses of self that this was me then. And this is me now. And what you said about like, you know, being positive and always keeping a hopeful mind. I'm very big into manifestation and what you think about, you bring about and all those things that you have to keep that head about you that like, this is me now. This is where I'm going. And that's just it. I, I respect that so much. That's just like music to my ears for real. Um, you also said something else in your letter to me that said mothers. Yes. But more than that, they're individuals with dreams, goals, and aspirations of their own. I'll tell you something. I got a little bit of flack for this when I used to say this on the radio, when I was first pregnant with my first son lyric, I said, you know, I don't want my children to be my whole world. That sounds horrible as a mom, right? But it wasn't that. No, right. it's real reality. You have to be happy. They take you on airplanes. Uh First, put the mask on on you and then put it on your child amen it was it was for me like i have all of these goals and what do i have left to teach my children and mirror because they're like sponges if i am not Mm -hmm. inspiring for things myself and it's always my proudest moment when my son will see i do something and then want to do things himself so your daughters are how old now they're, one is 38 and one is 36. And what are their thoughts on all that you've done and accomplished in the book? Or do they read that and think, do they remember any of the struggles or do they just... No, they do. They, they do. do. No, no, they remember a lot. So one of the things that I talk a lot about is guilt. And guilt is such a lie because we want to give our children everything. And we don't feel, as a single mom, at least I didn't feel like I was giving them the family that I wanted yeah. to give them. Mm-hmm. And that's such bullshit. Like I, we talk about the different memories and the different traditions that we started together mm-hmm. and they had a happy home life. Even though I thought I wasn't giving them enough, I damn right I was. Yep. I just didn't realize it at the time. It's so elementary, but not because it's sort of like the yep. idea if you love them, if they are fed, happy, clothed and know that they are important fine if they eat cookies for breakfast whatever pick your battles you know my son the oldest because I say that the three-year-old you know kind of doesn't know better but he will have you know maybe the biggest of Christmas present for say this is 
what brings to mind. But his biggest thing was decorating the cookies together. His biggest yep. thing is yep. the time and the moments because even not as a single mom now, I'm a busy woman. And But when I make that one-on-one time with him, those are the memories. And I think that way of my mother too. Like it's not the big things that stood out to me. It's getting ice cream when I got A's on my report card and having that individual individual time with her. But that whole mom guilt thing, it's something that we all fight. I don't even care if you're a Kardashian. They probably still fight with that. You know, you could have millions of dollars and all of the, you know, resources in the world, but you're still going to feel like you're not doing enough. And yes, that that whole guilt thing is such a lie. Yes, absolutely. It's a lie. If there was ever a moment that you wish you could do differently as a single mom for yourself or your kids, what would that be? Hmm. I think I would... It, I, I would realize sooner that we are a family. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You can almost make me cry. Uh. Like, <laughs> I, okay, I remember thinking, because I wanted to be a girl mom so damn bad. I was, you know, my mom was one of four girls, and I had a sister, and all, you know, we have, like, one boy cousin growing up. And I remember being like, how am I going to be a boy mom? Like, how am I going to do this? I don't know how to play sports. I don't, I'm not rough and tumbly or whatever. But I wish too that I would not have been so fearful and everything in the first months of his life. Because now with my second, it was kind of like, damn, if I would have just let go of that grip just a little bit, I feel that so much in my soul. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's kind of like what you're saying. Don't go back. That's, that's the yesteryear you, and that's not today. Um, but I just feel like I am really, really excited that you're spreading the word even more than I could, you know, with a book. That's so cruel. Like I just look up to that so much because someday I'm going to manifest that because it it makes me also feel better that it said it took you decades to do it. Like, because you said you always wanted that, but what did that feel like? the first time that your daughters read the book? Oh my gosh. So one of my daughters, my eldest daughter, she remembers more than my, my second daughter mm-hmm. just because she was older. But there's a, a story. Uh, when, one weekend it was, I think it was a Saturday. It was raining and we lived in an apartment and the girls were just being bored and annoying and fighting and whatever. And I thought, okay, I have to get them out. So I told them that we were, I had a surprise for them. Go get dressed. We're, we're going out. So we're sitting on the bus and I have no idea what we're doing. I have no money. I have money to get us back, but I have no extra money. And I'm thinking, where the hell am I going to take them that's special? So mm-hmm. I live in Montreal and we have St. Joseph's Oratory here, which is kind of like a big, it's a big church castle thing. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take them there. And, but before we get there, I start telling them about a castle. Oh, and as we start walking towards it, they see it and they go, "Oh, mummy, mummy, that's the castle! That's the castle!" So that's we get in, cute. and well, except that oh. as we're walking around, we can't talk. Everybody's like, you know, you have to be silent and whatever. So I realize, oh, this is major disappointment. Yeah. So we go outside, and it's still raining, and I don't know where this comes from, but I I pretended to pull a sword out of a sheath. And I went, girls, we have to save the city. We have dragons to slay. <sighs> and we were slaying dragons in the rain. And it, so this is what my daughter 
calls back and she says, oh, mom, I can't believe you wrote about this. I This is like a legendary heritage. Like just this is I remember that day so, so well. So, yeah, that was that was. Uh, that's a highlight. That's a highlight for them then, especially uh-huh. my eldest. It's a highlight for me. And then just to be able for, to, for them to read about it is a highlight. One of my cousins says that's her favorite story in the book. I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but once I do, I'm thinking that that's going to be it too because I just got full body goosebumps because I just feel that so much as a single mom who was broke as a joke and you find you know all the free spots you know every library you know every good park you know every everything yeah to figure it out and it's like they say when they're little tiny toddlers or like little kids that you have all these toys and they they want a box <laughs> they want to go yep. like the box <laughs> yeah. the toy came in exactly and, you know like the dollar tree is my favorite place <laughs> because there's all these wonder things for just a dollar um but that literally just brings me back so many memories. And I, th- I know absolutely my listeners right now are like literally going through their heads of what they went through. Because I just I know so many single moms that whether they're single moms now or not, it's a very different superpower. And I like that you label it as that because it seems so devastating sometimes and so weak. And so it sometimes for me, it was like hopeless. I remember saying to my mother at one point crying about like because I'm not like a person that likes to borrow money <laughs> or anything like that but it was like you know mom my this is my life and it's it's not gonna get better like it I remember saying that and it blah, blah, it makes me shudder to think because when I changed my mindset in that way things really did starting become different and not because I you know found my husband that was later but I just think this is such a beautiful movement you have I want you to tell me about the three C's that you have so the three C's came about when that was a, a kind of a, like an aha moment. Right. So I was not doing well financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, single. I mean, even in today's world, if you're if you've got a one income household, it's it's rough. Yeah. So, and if you've got two kids to feed, well, there you go. And I knew that I wanted to. I didn't want just to work. I wanted. I've always been passionate about writing, and I wanted to make it my career. And I had all these things like I, I felt scared I felt doubtful I was dissatisfied with my life and that's when I started to think okay how can I turn this around I'm scared so what do I need oh okay I need courage mm. I'm doubtful what do I need I need confidence I need to have confidence in myself I'm dissatisfied in my life what do I need I need to make a commitment to create a better life for me and my girls and that's where that comes from that's incredible there's just something about stamping that and putting a brand on it that makes people go, oh, shit, I can do that too. I just think that's Absolutely. so amazing. And it's such a great legacy for your girls and their girls. But I also really love that it's not just your story, but it's the story of other single mothers as well. Because, you know, the power yep. of that connection is like times three and everybody just goes, okay. It's so funny that you said that that was your aha moment because that was like my next question of the aha moment. And I say that in a way of when I talk to other single mamas that it's like, mama, just trust me. There's going to be a moment where you are literally just going to release that cape of yours and be like, okay, I know I can do this now. That's just so incredible. I am in awe of that. And not only are you an author, a public speaker, but you're a ghostwriter as well. You help other people tell their stories now. Yes. That's so yes. cool. There's so many people out there with a good 
a strong story, a strong message, or just an experience. Because when you know that you're not the only person going through something, there's just something, it empowers you. Okay, it's not just me. So I love helping people tell their story. And and not everybody is a writer or not everybody has the time because it does take time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that. Especially if they're a single mom. Helping people. (laughs) Pardon? I said, Sorry? especially if they're a single mom, like there's not a lot of yeah. time for anything there. And we will, exactly. if there's exactly. three minutes in a day, we'll turn it into something like 20 minutes in that three minutes. But I, I just, I, I love everything about this. I'm so glad that you reached out. If you guys want to get the book, um, Superwoman, a funny and reflective look at single motherhood, you can get it on Amazon. Um, you can check out Mona Andre at MonaAndre.com. What is your social? Where can everyone find you? Give me all of the things. So I'm, yeah, you can read my blog actually, which is uh, MoxieDude.com, Moxie-Dude.com. I just love the word Moxie because it's all about courage. Just, uh, I don't know, and dude, I call everybody dude. So that's uh, where that comes from. I do too. <laughs> that's um, cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get it. So you can find me. Yeah. So there's the blog. Um, I'm on Instagram as Mona Andre. I'm on Twitter as the Mona Andre. And I'm, I have a Facebook page, which is under Moxie Dude. That's, I love that. That's nice so cute. And it's rem- memorable, too. Um, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And you guys need to go buy this book because a little bit that I've gotten into it, it's so amazing. And I just really like this movement. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always end my podcast with three thank yous because that always just ties things together. It's a big thing in manifestation. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. You guys like, follow, share, buy the book, all the things. Mona, thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you you for having me. Maybe we could have you on again and we could do a special edition Ask Riley single mom style and have my listeners ask you a few questions more about your story. Absolutely. Awesome. You know how to reach me. I do. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. It's really Riley.